0: Agandala to Curry, back to Agandala, up oh, the lead, oh, blocked by James, LeBron James with the rejection. Portland has three timeouts left, the Lakers have two, Bryant, to Shaq!
1: What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Forty-Eight Minutes podcast, where we are talking trade deadline. This is a big. This is a big week for the NBA tonight. We've got a little bit different crew here. This is going to be fun. My dude, Ben Brown, how are we feeling?
2: Man, I'm feeling great. Feeling great, man. We got a, a lot to talk about, um, dude. I mean, big trades, big moves. Big, big trades, signings. Big stuff, big, stuff's yeah, going stuff, on, man. Hey, stuff's I, popping, man. Stuff's popping. popping. Absolutely. Absolutely. We are also
1: we are also joined tonight by the newest host of the At Large Bid Podcast on the 48 Minutes Network, Mr. Parker Fields. How are we feeling today, man? I'm um, feeling great today. Excited to talk NBA
3: hoops um really excited to talk about this trade deadline like you guys said I mean this is the best time of the year besides the playoffs this is the best regular season time of the whole NBA season so I'm excited to
1: talk about it yeah it's uh it's been a uh it's been quite the week already we've had some we've had some stuff so last week we had the whole thing kind of start off with Rui Hachimera going to the uh the Lakers that was you know kind of a big deal but then a Sort of blockbuster happened. One one big player ends up getting moved yesterday who uh, a certain player that ended up requesting a trade from the Brooklyn Nets. It is over. Kyrie Irving. He has left. <laughs> he has left the nice. building in Brooklyn. Huge shocker. So, yesterday, Kyrie Irving and Marquise Morris were traded to the Dallas Mavericks of all places. Now, this was a team that a lot of... People were kind of speculating he might go to. And this was a team that had to make a move. They have arguably one of the best, if not the best basketball player in the world right now playing for them and Luka Doncic. And they have been just kind of sitting on their hands. I've criticized them a bunch on this show. I mean, they have Christian Wood now. They've done that, but they traded away Porzingis and they just and they ended up letting Jalen Brunson leave over the summer, which was probably a mistake when they could have probably signed him for less money uh, a while back, but um, they go ahead. They, they send out Spencer Dinwiddie, Dorian Finney Smith, along with a 2027 second round pick a 2029 first round pick. That's unprotected and a 2029 second round pick.
0: Um,
1: ben, what to get your take first here. Does this, uh, how much better does this make the, the, the Dallas
2: Mavericks? Uh, um. Well, I'll I'll put it like this. It, anytime you add another All Star to an All Star, it's it's got to have some benefit. Um, you know, Kyrie Irving is too good of a player, too good of a player. I'm gonna I'm gonna specify that player. Too good of a player to be, uh, not to be a benefit to a team looking to make a run. He's a guy that's got big shot ability. He's a guy that can be creative. He's one of the best finishers around the rim. One of the, uh, um, you know, one of the top scorers in the league. Um, as a player, I think he helps Dallas as far as being able to take some of that scoring pressure off of Luca. I know we had talked about that before. That Luca needed another guy to be able to do the things that he's able to do. Um. As a teammate, which we're going to talk about, as a teammate, and and as a as a guy that's in your locker room, I'm not sure if that's beneficial. Now, it could be the case where he was um, disgruntled in Brooklyn. Um, he, you know, he, he's always had that controversy kind of following him, whether it be you know the COVID vaccine or the anti-Semitic stuff or whatever, whatever the case may be, there's always a cloud that kind of follows Kyrie Irving. So maybe a new situation, a new scenario, a new place to play, maybe that helps guide him in a different direction. I'm not sure. Um, but as a player, I mean, honestly, you can't say that Kyrie is not a, one of the best 15 players in the world. Um, so you add him to uh, another top, Luca's top five, seven player in the world. Um, it I, it can only benefit you. I'm just interested to see how the chemistry will go, um, and I'm interested to see how the locker room dynamic goes um, once he gets settled in there.
3: I I, I agree with you completely there, Ben. Um, I'll have to say this just simply. Um, all right, sorry. I'll have to say this just simply basketball only. I don't think there's any questions with this move period because we saw what Mm -hmm. Jalen Brunson did for Luca last year and how he took a load off Luca. Um, scoring the basketball and everything. And this is just an upgrade over Jalen Brunson, strictly basketball wise, especially Jalen Brunson, who has improved a lot this season. I mean, this is a major upgrade over last season's Jalen Brunson. And especially for the Dallas Mavericks who are lacking really any other shot creation outside of Spencer Dinwiddie. I mean, this is a massive upgrade over Spencer Dinwiddie. And I don't even think they gave up that high of a price tag. I mean, Finney Smith, really solid rotational piece, really solid player. Um, Spencer Dinwiddie's always a good scorer, like, but he's more of a six man in my opinion. And then one first rounder and then just some second round picks. I really don't think they gave up too much for this trade. I really think it was a good value move as well. Like I don't think they overpaid at all. And if they can sign Kyrie to an extension and he can just like, maybe he'll respect Luca to to tame his behavior. But it seems like the only time he tames his behavior was when he plays with LeBron, honestly. So, uh, We'll see though, but strictly basketball, I think this is a great trade,
2: yeah.
1: well, the thing the thing that's interesting about Kyrie Irving is he's one of those guys that, even with all the shenanigans that he's done over the last few years, players love playing with him. Like he mm-hmm. is a very popular guy to have on people's team. they They know what he does when he plays. Um, the only thing that I will say about this, i'm I'm not this is a this is a big swing for the Dallas Mavericks. I feel like they had to make a move. Um, And, you know, I've criticized them so much for sitting on their hands the last couple of Mm -hmm. years and just like wasting some of the the best years of a really talented guy. Um, And, you know, and then making the move and not, you know, not re-signing Jalen Brunson to a deal, which I think was a, was a pretty big mistake. But like you said, Parker, big upgrade. If Kyrie Irving comes in and actually does what he needs to do but I have serious doubts that this doesn't flame out the way everything else has flamed out for Kyrie Irving. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, I mean, looking, looking
1: looking historically, like, you know, he ends up, he leaves LeBron. He wants his own team. He feels like, I, I feel like there was almost like an amount of, of disrespect, even maybe from LeBron to him. Like he wanted like his own team. So he ends up going out to Boston for a few years that ends up flaming out really, really bad. Um, mm-hmm. They trade away Isaiah Thomas for him. He ends up going, he's he's on the Celtics. That flames out, and now he's over in, he's he, he gets traded to the Nets, and they have this huge team, like this, this mm-hmm. totally Hollywood team, where you've got Kevin Durant, you've got Kyrie Irving, and then eventually you have James Harden. James Harden leaves. Okay, you got Ben Simmons now. It's a weird team, but... Kevin Durant is playing the best basketball probably of his career right now. He's, he's just, he's unstoppable when he's actually playing. Right. Like, how do you, I mean, you look at this, like Kevin Durant's kind of on an Island by himself now. I mean, we're, where does where does he go from there? Because I've heard the, the Boston Celtics yeah. are kind of monitoring his situation. What do you, Parker, where do you what do you think becomes a Kevin Durant? Do you think he just finishes out the year and then maybe demands another trade during the summer? I just don't see him sticking around in Brooklyn.
3: Yeah, I'm with you there, Sean. I feel like it's going to be in the offseason, like you said, because I I just I have a hard time seeing Kevin Durant get moved at the deadline. That just seems too blockbuster to me. I feel like he's too big of a player. There's way too big of an asking price for Kevin Durant. And I just really don't see him getting moved at the deadline. So I definitely think it'll be more of an offseason thing. But I mean, if you look at the pieces around him without Kyrie, I mean, this team definitely can still, you know, maybe win one playoff series. But that's about it. I don't see them getting out of the semifinals without Kyrie unless they make some move now uh to pick up another player. Really? Yeah, it'd have to be happening. something, yeah.
2: It have to be something big too. Like it had to be something where they picked up a guy that's another perennial All-Star. Um but Sean, you bring up a great point. Um uh, it's hard to be, it's hard to fathom that this Dallas Mavericks move is going to work out. So, so you brought up the, the, these moves, right? So he was with LeBron. It, it became sour. A whole thing blows up. He was yeah. with Boston, where he had Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, two yeah. other perennial all-stars. Situation yeah. perfect blows up. Then he gets moved to the Nets. They're like, hey, come join KD. We'll bring in James Harden. There we are again, three all-stars. Situation blows up. What in the world could the Mavericks do different in order for this not to blow up in typical Kyrie Irving fashion? I'm not saying, I'm not trying to put anything on um. Oh, Kyrie, I'm not even trying to like, like people will debate, you know, this, that or the other. I'm not even trying to debate that. The bottom line to this is, is that he goes, he has gotten his way every single time and every single time it's blown up in that organization's face. So what makes this different? I mean, I feel like it's a big swing
1: for Mark Cuban at this point. Like they were just trying to make him happy, and I feel like Luca had to have put a stamp of approval on this. I mean, there's no way that he wasn't consulted about about getting a uh, getting a guy like like Kyrie. But you know, um, it's it's going to be interesting, Josh. How are we feeling about the about the Kyrie Irving
0: trade? Y'all just see me sneak in real quick. Sorry about that, fellas. We did. What's Welcome. Up? What's up, Welcome. Parker? What's how up, man? Going? What's up? Good. How are you? Good. My brother, Benny B. Odellus (laughs) Farellis. Um, so I think I'm going to go the other way. I actually think the Nets got better out of the trade than what they were as far as like what each team got in the deal. Um, you got, so, so the Nets got Finney Smith and they got, um, Dinwiddie who Mm -hmm. I think Dinwiddie can be the second guy on the team with KD. um, Dorian Smith's kind of like that plug-in guy. He kind of does it all. But I still feel like the Nets have a really deep roster. Um, If they could get everybody healthy and get everybody on the same page, and they can at least figure out how to get Ben Simmons to be a piece of what he used to be. Um, But the thing for me is is that Dallas got Kyrie and lost a draft pick. And let's say that after this year something happens in the playoffs – Kyrie and and Mark Cuban get into an argument on the sideline and Kyrie decides he doesn't want to be there anymore. Um, You basically gave away two of your rotation guys and a first round draft pick for a rental of just a little bit of time to try to see if you can win Luka a title and then you're basically starting over from scratch again.
2: So, what, what is yeah. Kyrie's contract? Does anybody have that by chance or it's, happen to look at it?
3: It's one year left. I know he opted. So, he's got this one year summer. left. Okay. It's just yeah. this. Yeah, he's this got, year. got one year left. So right. The expiring it's contract. Yeah. Okay. So, he's
2: expiring. So, he, so it really so is a rental. Gone. It's a rental, he can right? He's gone at the end yeah. of the
3: season. And my thing with this trade, the only reason I think that the Nets kind of got the better, or didn't get the better end of the deal on this, and I think the Mavericks did get a good deal for them is because I just don't think they gave up too much, honestly. I don't think they gave up they like that much. And that's why I think it's like – I don't think it's that big of a risk because if you're the Mavericks, like you're just wasting another year of Luka's career if you don't go out and get this move. And this does give you a chance to potentially win the title. I don't think they're going to now, but it gives you a much better chance than you had before where Spencer Denway is your second best player and now it's Kyrie Irving who's a top 15 player in the league when it's just basketball strictly.
1: Well, and yep. they also have, they have one more piece that they have right now. They have Christian wood and there are some talks that he might eventually get flipped, you know, by the deadline for, for when they might not be done. I have a feeling they're done though. I mean, anytime I hear like, Oh, this team's not done. You yeah. Know, they doing always stuff, they, they're, they're, they're always done. They're always done. So I just yeah. don't see it, but I kind of so, want to talk about some of the, some, okay, go ahead, Jeff. Oh,
0: uh, no, I was just going to say, I just want you guys to put this into perspective though. Um, when I was out in Utah last week and watched the Utah jazz game against the Mavs and, and, um, Luca did not play like Spencer Dinwiddie went off. Oh yeah. He had 30 plus um, Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah.
0: One of the in that game he was hitting? Yeah. So like, he's capable, he's capable. And I think if the floor is spread where he, he has guys on the floor, when I mean, you got to think, man, the Nets got shooters, like that's the one thing they do have when you put Joe Harris and Curry and KD on the floor, um, they got shooters. Um, um, I can't ever say what's his name, uh, Wanatabi. <laughs> uh, he, I mean, they have shooters. I, I feel like consistently, like they're on the floor. It might have the best shooting team um, that they could put out there. They could shoot the lights out of people. So when you add these guys in that have playoff experience, um, you know those guys played in the Eastern Conference Finals last year. Um, they they have the experience to help KD out. For Kyrie, you just never know what you're going to get from him. Like I said, other than that year, he went to the finals with LeBron. Uh, the other finals, he was hurt. Um, I mean, he played big in that finals. I mean, but since then, like, he's never gotten a team back.
1: No, no. His playoff history has been pretty shaky. But I do want to yeah. kind of focus on – I want to kind of shift over. So there were – this might be a lot of smoke, but there were some some trades that were thrown out there that failed – for Kyrie over the last uh, couple of days. So the first one I want to talk about was the, the failed Kyrie Irving trade to, to Phoenix. So the Phoenix suns reportedly offered Chris Paul, Jay Crowder and a first round pick for Kyrie Irving. However, the nets would have reported, would have, would have accepted the deal if they increased the amount to three first round picks, which I yeah. find very, very interesting.
2: You know, in a, no, in a don't nobody want like Jake Crowder? Yeah, and a, a forty-five-year-old Crow- Chris Paul. Here, 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 here's the thing. Here's the <laughs> thing. I think here's you the-
3: might be good with KD though, facilitating to KD, just setting that dude up. That actually might have been a nice combo, a little bit. But, but yeah, I agree with
1: you. <laughs> I almost, right. I almost don't even believe that. But the, of course, the the most famous trade that didn't go down yesterday, the failed Kyrie Irving trade for the oh, Los Angeles man. Lakers. So the Lakers initially What's a offered brand? The Brooklyn.
2: Yeah. Once again, yeah. LeBron scorned.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so the Lakers initially offered a trade package of Russell Westbrook in two first round picks in 2027 and 2029 for Irving. The Nets informed the Lakers that the package would also need to include a pick, pick swaps and young players like Austin Reeves, a.k.a. Hillbilly Kobe and Max mm-hmm. Christie. <laughs> so.
0: I believe this deal. Through. I believe oh. that deal was put on the table.
1: Oh, that was that was.
0: But let me tell you, I think they said that. that-
2: I think they said the Nets owner... owner Joe Tsai wouldn't
0: trade him to the Lakers.
2: Yeah, because that's where Kyrie wanted to go. Yeah, but yeah. also,
0: who wants first-round picks that are four and six years away? that
1: That's what I said. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Parker, Parker was talking about that right before we got on. This I was like, these, these kids pictures.
3: are fifth-graders. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you don't know what you're getting, man. Class of 2033,
2: <laughs> first-round pick. Yeah, yeah exactly.
1: <laughs> So so, LeBron goes on today. Was it with Michael Wilbon? Is that who he we went on with this afternoon to yeah. air his gr- grievances uh, yeah. on ESPN? So he is—he's basically putting pressure on the organization this week to make a move. I mean, is it safe to say that Russell Westbrook is probably gone by the end of the week?
2: I, I would assume. Yeah, I would assume that Russell Westbrook will probably be gone. But here's the thing: when LeBron tampers, it, only negative things happen. Know. <laughs> like like he tampered last year and put himself in the Westbrook deal. So like when you when he thinks he's a GM, only bad things happen. Well,
3: or when he yeah. complains, like he complained about that, that Mavericks late game call, so <laughs> then he got a worse yeah. late game call five yeah. days later. Exactly. Like <laughs> My- he just needs a
1: my favorite part last year was when we got to all-star weekend and he aired all of his grievances out Mm -hmm. on all-star weekend for everyone. Like the every cameras were on him. He was talking, he was putting pressure on the organization and they didn't budge. And the biggest, the biggest thing with, with um, the Lakers is the Lakers did not want to offer Kyrie Irving a four year deal. They wanted it to be a two year that aligns with LeBron's when he leaves you know, Kyrie leaves and then they move on. And, you know, and that's what always ends up happening. You look at, you look at teams that, that LeBron has left like the Cleveland Cavaliers, the, you know, when he ended up leaving a couple years ago, he ends up leaving, you know, Tristan Thompson behind and J.R. Mm-hmm. Smith and all these players that are completely built around him, but are not mm-hmm. good without him. And, Correct. I think I feel like the Lakers, they're like, they're pretty much in this. They've got, they, they've won one title with him. They got the one chip. Okay. He's going to win the scoring title tomorrow night, probably. So those are two things that he's going to be known for in a Lakers jersey. But I think that they're probably just going to end up kind of sitting on their hands. I mean, I just, I I don't see a deal out there for Russell Westbrook. That's going to get these guys a championship and they're just going to ride this out. I don't think I, I wouldn't have spent, four years on a Kyrie Irving contract. Cause you know, he's not going to finish there. He's not going to no. finish this contract in Dallas. It's no. not going to happen. We just said it. There's, I mean, we're looking historically at all the times that he's left or things have gone sour or whatever. It's going to happen again, but mm-hmm. you got to take a swing of your Dallas and they got a guy who's arguably a, a, a big upgrade over, over Brunson. So you got to make a move. So, you know,
2: yeah, yeah, I applaud him for that. I do. I I do applaud him for taking taking a big swing, uh, and doing what everybody else has told him that they needed to do, which is put another All Star around Luca. So I give I give him credit for that. And I, and Mark Mark Cuban's a pretty pretty savvy business person, and the guys he has around him are pretty savvy. So they know the bed they've made. Like they're 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 not going into this blind. I mean they they know what they're getting with Kyrie.
3: Um. Yeah. With what you guys were saying, uh, like, I agree with Josh on this. I just don't understand the reluctancy from the Lakers front office to give up these picks four and six years down the line. Like, I understand, but, like, you got LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Like, make a move. Like, I I just – I really don't understand it.
0: It's all they they got, man. It's all they got. (laughs) It is all (laughs) they got. It is all
3: they've got, but it's almost like – at this point, you're in this deep. Why, why hold on to these last two? It just is. go all in. Do what the Rams did. <laughs> <in football.
2: laughs> no, do what the Rams I did. You
3: know
1: what I mean? Just yep. if you're in this deep, go all in. Sell it. Go, go Sell it all. I agree. In. The like the you're Lakers, this deep. The Lakers are a a franchise that is just terrified of being terrible. I mean, uh, Parker and me kind of chatted about this offline a little while ago, but they're either they either have to be championship contenders or they have to have. A serious showpiece, whether that be Kobe Bryant or whether that be, you know, LeBron James, someone who's making the money that's getting people to games, that's making the team entertaining, but they don't ever want to go back to a period of time when, you know. Thinking back to like the the mid nineties when the Elden Campbell
2: years,
1: the Elden Campbell years, olden Polynes, you know yeah. those guys, uh, you know Nick Van Axel, Eddie Jones, the, Cedric Sabalos. they don't want to go back to that period, and they also, yeah. they also don't want to go back to a couple years ago when you know D'Angelo Russell was like their main guy and Luke yeah. Walton was coaching the team. So swaggy they, P, swaggy <laughs> swaggy <laughs> swaggy <laughs> P. and swaggy P. <laughs> and swaggy P. Is there any way we can we can put that question that was up just a second ago again? Yeah, I put, La- put it up there. Okay. KD to the Lakers for AD and Westbrook and a few other nah I, I mean, yeah, I think the Lakers think... do that every single time. <laughs>
3: I think the Nets might do that for Anthony Davis. Oh. Oh yeah, the yeah. Nets would. I think, I think the Nets would do that too. Yeah, I was about to say I yeah. think the Nets, but what, what I don't world, think the Lakers want to give up Anthony Davis.
0: I don't know what why. World does that, that help out either team though? It doesn't.
1: <laughs> well, well, I think I think if you have a team that has Kevin Durant and LeBron James, I think
3: you yeah, make that's it work. scary. Yeah, like, that's,
1: it, scary. that's just that's like two of the probably top six players of all time, right well, there. Well, we've I mean, they, we've
0: we've already established that LeBron can or that KD can play in any system with anybody. Oh, right. yeah. Efficiently.
3: Yeah, and because he's not ball-dominant, and LeBron right. will set that dude up. You know, Le- LeBron yep. will set that dude up and drop him some dimes. And- I
0: mean, we would always make jokes on here that Katie's, put, Katie's got – I got 41 on 15 shots out this month. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you
3: know, for, yep. you know, for no, for real. Doubt. He's not, he's not ball-dominant really at all. Like, he's just coming off high pin-downs and stuff, just curling it and getting little 15-foot mid-ranges and stuff, and that's his game, honestly. Yeah. He doesn't need to sit there and iso. He's quick with his moves. Mm-hmm. So we got
1: a we got a question from resident Cavs fan Derpy Entertainment. Katie <laughs> should join the Cavs if he goes the free agency route. Um, you know what? I'll be honest with you. The Cavs are a team that they have they have a lot of good contracts right now. If, yeah. If they have room, which I don't think they have right now, I don't think they have the room for him, even with, with Donovan Mitchell's contract and Kevin Love's still on the books and everything, but. Uh, yeah, that would be a uh, that would be quite the nice little dynasty they, they could build in, in Cleveland. I just don't see someone as big as Kevin Durant going to Cleveland. I mean, it would yeah. be fun though. It would be yeah. fun. Well, so, and I
2: and I think Cleveland too is a. Uh, I think Cleveland has their roster the way they want to do. They've got so much young talent. You bring in a Donovan Mitchell, and you've got all that young talent there, dude. Like their their roster is pretty beautiful. Only the only, no, the only thing with play.
0: Cleveland, I just feel like I feel like they're a, a, a perimeter guy away, like a like a like a wing D guy. Like they don't really have any length like in that small If they position. had Mikel
3: Bridges, that would be oh, literally Lord. like the, oh. they would be the favorites, damn <laughs> near. Like seriously. Oh, that yeah, would be the absolutely. Insane. They just need a guy like that. I agree with you.
1: Well, guys, uh, Furcon Corkmaz requested a trade today, so, you know, Uh-oh. look out. The Lakers are <laughs> on it. The Lakers are going to extend their six,
3: six years They're from like, now, we, first rounder. We, we got it. We got our, we I heard, got I heard a
0: couple rumors that the Spurs were supposed to be in this as well, with making this a three-and-four team trade yeah, that's to get I, guys moved around so the Lakers could try and get Kyrie as well, too. Um, we were having a conversation earlier, and I was like, man, I was like, look, I was like, Kyrie has is, is, is basically screwed this organization every which way but right. And I was like, if I was the GM, I said I would have traded him to, like, the Houston Rockets or um, the Spurs. I would have thrown him on a team that that has no chance of winning. Um, but, you know, they, they got something in return for it. I, they probably could have got a better deal had they wanted to. Uh, I just think they were just ready to dump him and get rid of him. So that yeah. was why we saw what we saw.
1: They they had they had to make a move. They had to make a move as soon as he made the request. It's it's over with. So, all right, guys. Well, the main reason we're here tonight is to talk the NBA trade deadline. So we're coming up on that a couple days from now, and uh, there's going to be some movement, guys. I think there's going to be some. I don't think it's going to be huge at all. Like it's usually pretty pretty disappointing. But um, Kyrie's too worried about being a plant big waste of talent. (laughs) I agree. Yeah. (laughs) So um, there's a couple of names that I want to kind of talk about. And then we're going to talk about some stuff um, that you guys, some guys that might come to your mind. But um, I want to throw this one actually at you, Parker. Um, We were talking offline about some, some of the Toronto Raptors guys getting moved. And one of the big names, probably one of the biggest names I've been hearing in, in, trade talks this last week and this is a guy that every team i feel like is is interested in i mean who That's, wouldn't be yeah <laughs> it's og ananobi so um he's owed 18.6 million he has a player option for next year at 19.9 million um, hmm. this is a guy that has been floated around to the grizzlies i've heard him being floated around to the pelicans the knicks pretty much anywhere where anyone has any cap space. Parker, is there a destination where you would like to see OG and go to that makes sense for both him and the team where he could actually help them now in a playoff scenario? Hmm.
3: I think he's a Dallas. perfect fit on the Grizzlies, honestly, because okay. simply like, He's the same age as that time lapse superstars, like not superstars, but Jaws a superstar, Uh, but he's the same age as their whole core. Like he's 25 years old still. Mm. I mean, you'd think he's a little older because I remember, I remember LeBron hitting that buzzer beater over him like six years ago. So,
0: but right. uh, he's,
3: he's still only 25 years old and he's hitting, having his best season of his career. Honestly. I mean, he's one of the best defenders in the NBA. He's shooting 37% from three. He can really help anybody in this league out. Him and Mikel Bridges, like I talked about earlier, are probably the two best, like three and D players in the entire league. Just, you know, spot up corner threes and play defense. He's him and uh, Bridges are probably the two best at that. And I think his age, along with his play style, can just help the Grizzlies tremendously. As the Grizzlies are the best defensive team in the league right now, currently. And uh, I mean, they're gonna get even better if they added him to be in those late game lineups instead of Dylan Brooks, who I mean, has shown he's not that reliable in the playoffs and uh, has shown he's a little bit of a head case too. So I mm-hmm. think uh, OG and Anobi would be a big upgrade to, you know, having those late game lineups over Dylan Brooks. Cause Dylan Brooks is kind of the weak link there.
1: Ben, is there another team that you think would make more sense in the Grizzlies or do you think that the Grizzlies are like that? Cause in my mind, I feel like the Grizzlies, they have the assets to be able to move and they're in a win now scenario. Good young team. That's, that's missing a, a quality piece. Is there another team that comes to mind with you where, you know,
2: you think they should go for it? There are two. Um, The first one, and it's going to sound crazy, but the Clippers. Oh. Um, The Clippers right now are making a little bit of a push to get into the playoffs. Um, I think you had a young wing like uh, OG uh, with Kawhi when he plays, PG, Luke Kennard, a couple of those guys. He picks, he helps them defensively. He uh, he gives them another wing score um, because you know, Kyra, or um, Kawhi is only going to play another 25 games. So if you're if trying that. to make a push, right? If that, <laughs> you know, so so you you put him with with a uh, Paul George uh, and some of the other pieces they have there. Uh, it 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 uh, it definitely makes their roster deeper. Um, it helps them uh, in the playoff push as well. Um, another team which I think he fits their culture well, and we always talk about their culture, um, is the Miami Heat. Um, I think he oh. would fit the Miami Heat very well. Um, as far as uh, being able to give them another guy as well um, who plays defense, I think he's a, I think he would be a Miami Heat culture guy um, as far as playing the uh, Miami Heat style. And, and Jimmy Butler um, would need, need that extra wing scorer along with Tyler Hero, and then, of course, Bam out of Bayou. Uh, you put OG with those with those three, um, and I think that the Heat could make a run uh, in the East.
1: So a lot of Toronto Raptors are, are being talked about right now to be moved. Uh, the other big one right now, Fred Van Vliet. Um, mm-hmm. This is a guy that I feel like if you put him on a, on a contending team right now, this is a guy who's already won a championship was very good in that championship and can help a team right now. Um, Josh, when you look at a guy like Fred Van Vliet, who is a little bit undersized, who, who does he help right now, uh, in the playoffs to help them get to the next level where that be the Eastern conference finals, the Western conference finals.
0: Now he, he's a guy that I feel goes, goes to the Clippers. Okay. um, He's, I think he is a perfect fit to, um, you know, the Clippers are long all the way across the board. Um, you look at their, like they Kawhi, Paul George, um, you know, you look at some of the guys they have on their roster with like Covington and, um, you know, even the guys off the bench like Luke Kennard, like they're big, and then they have Reggie Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I think he would fit kind of what they do. And um, I really think that um, he could help out a lot there. Uh, Another team, um, I think that as much as um, I don't know if uh, it would happen now, but I actually think he would be a big help on the Nets, uh, getting the Nets back over the hump with having what they have on the roster right now. So, like, now that you've sent Dinwiddie over there, you've got KD – not really sure like what Ben Simmons is going to do. So um, I think that he fits kind of what they do. Um, I don't know if Van Fleet's a, a true like ball dominant point guard. Um, he's definitely a really good three-point shooter. Um, and he just adds to the shooting that the Nets already have. And if the Nets are going to get through the Eastern Conference and try to get through Boston, try to get through uh, the Sixers and to try to get through the Bucks. Uh, they're going to have to get some firepower on their team because they're going to have to outscore people at this point.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree. Um, I'm going to throw one out here, and I know that this team we talked about before, uh, but if they want to get back to where they are, um, it's not going to be with Chris Paul. If they make a move for Fred VanVleet, the Phoenix Suns could make a push. And you put him there with them and you move Chris Paul. Um, I, I like that roster with him there and the guys that they have as long as Devin Booker comes back healthy. Um DeAndre Ayton is still tough. Um I like that roster if you move and get it, but you'd have to move Chris Paul. I don't think that those two could be there together. Yeah. I think oh, Chris Paul would have not. to be Chris Paul would have to be moved. Um and then uh you put Manley. you get, you know. I, I like that roster.
1: Well, and he's he's not the thing is you look at someone like Chris Paul, who's, you know, finally starting to show some signs of actually aging. Mm-hmm. Um, how unhappy is he going to be if he ends up in Toronto? Oh, uh, he'll be <laughs>
2: Oh, he'd be – yeah. He might retire. He's like, might, yeah, you know what?
1: He might retire. It might be a buyout situation. Who knows? Yep. But one thing I was going to ask, and I was going to throw this by by Parker. How do you feel about, about Fred VanVleet to the Lakers? I – it's I, not a, it's not super
3: sexy, but yeah, I think it would be a good fit. I mean, he plays hard every night. He's another guy like the one thing about the Lakers this year that has been night and day difference than last year is they give effort. Definitely. The team gives effort and they try. If you watch them last year, they gave no effort 90% of the time. And yeah. uh, I think Van Vleet would be a really good fit to add some shooting on the perimeter. I mean, we know he's a very good for, uh, three point shooter on high volume, and uh, I think he definitely could add spacing as well as lead those units when it, uh, LeBron James is not on the floor. So stagger their minutes, obviously, but he's not going to come off the bench like Westbrook. But stagger their minutes. And, I mean, if you could get him for Westbrook in a first-rounder or two first rounder, I would – I mean, like I said, Uh-oh. like – Go Ooh, all in. Trigger. Oh, yeah,
2: absolutely. that's what I'm
3: saying. Like, go all in. Yeah. You can get for two firsts and Westbrook.
0: We're going to trade our 2,032 pick. And, yeah. Um, right.
1: <laughs> and a 2043 second right. rounder. Right. <laughs> right. The, yeah, the Lakers just kind of need to be kind of living by like, ah, we probably won't even be around My thing then. is if you're like, if you're Rob right. Palenka, it's like,
3: Am I even gonna be the Lakers GM in six nope. years? go all in, exactly. Go all like, in. Yeah.
1: Take, take those, Why are you Take caring. those That's, picks. Why do you care? That. That is a great point parker because like that's what <laughs> i never think about that there's a lot of guys that that make these like all-in deals and they think oh, you know i probably won't be here in a couple years and that's probably mm-hmm. where is at because after this whole lebron thing's over with he's probably out the, the thing door. is it's not even a couple
3: years it's like damn near a decade down
1: the line i know <laughs> <Yeah>. i know <laughs> so just know. make the
3: move like you'll be you'll be in your he's got plenty of time you'll, you know be, I mean? you'll be you'll be You'll be in Cancun by then. You just know a lot so of the, the trade. A <laughs> lot of the
0: experts called a lot of the experts called this that said LeBron wouldn't win another title at LA because you know the guys on that roster, A, Anthony Davis, can't stay healthy. And we talk about it all the time when you just go back and look at what they gave up to get AD. Like I said, you sold your soul to the devil to get that chip. And now what? you're you're bare covered.
1: But you got, but you got to do it. You have to do it regardless of circumstance because Well, now I mean, really you really got to do it now. You've really, yeah. So it's, it, I mean, but you look at it, it's like they, they won, they won the one title. Okay. If a team is able to trade everything, I, I feel like if you ask most franchises, let's like, let, let's say the LA Clippers. Okay let's say the LA Clippers, someone comes up to them and goes, look, you're going to, you're going to win one title, but you're going to be downright average or bad for the next nine seasons. After that, you still probably do it. Cause you bring a championship. I mean, it's the Toronto Raptors logic. I mean, Toronto is probably mm-hmm. years away from ever winning another title just because you can't get free agents out there. You know, the no. Lakers though, are a, they're a sexy team or they were at one point. And you know, I, I think you still do it. I mean, it's just, it's really, really frustrating seeing LeBron in his last years, just kind of fading away. I mean, he's going to get the scoring title. Like I said, tomorrow night, that's happening. And you know, that's, that's a huge moment for him. That's a huge moment for the Lakers, especially passing Kareem in a Lakers uniform. It's going to be huge, but, yeah, like Josh, they're probably not gonna. They're probably not gonna win another title with with LeBron James. I mean, if we're looking yeah. at how. I mean, I mean, look how good the NBA has gotten. I mean, the Celtics are amazing right now. The Denver Nuggets are incredible. The Warriors, you know, are
0: they could be playing possum uh, and they could be awesome tomorrow. But you, know? you could if you I push will, the right buttons and go yeah, all in right and now I, and say I, they're saying I don't want to trade Austin Reeves. Like, yeah, like, yeah. that's what I, I'm going
3: Why are you going 90% in? Go 100%. If you're that deep, yeah, go all yeah. in. That right. doesn't make sense to me. I will say one thing, though, with them. We've been saying, like, are we sure LeBron's not going to play till he's, like, 45, like Tom Brady? Like, this dude, we've been saying it's the last few years of his career since, like, 2015. <laughs> like, I swear, right. this has been talks for so long now, and it doesn't seem – like, he's slowing down, but it's very minuscule. It's not very – it's not it's not very fast,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, and that's and that's another thing. so yeah, I, like I he know. might We're... he might still if they you know, if they push
3: the right buttons, like he might still be
1: good in three years. yeah yeah, he' he, don't really know. Might. he might, man, he might. so one of the lesser names I want to talk about uh, who uh they've there's been been rumblings about him not getting along with management and his coaches and teams, Mr. Bones Highland. Mm. Down in Denver right now. So next year he's making four million dollars. He's still on his on his rookie deal, obviously. Uh, this is a guy. Um, last year he had a great great season. Uh, his first year, uh, especially filling in when they didn't have Jamal Murray. Um, there's going to be a team that's going to probably take a waiver on this guy. I yeah, mean, it's going to be your voice. It's going <laughs> to. <laughs> Damn it, Josh. Damn it, Josh. Why? Why would you put that in the universe? I mean, it's going to happen. So, that's funny. So,
3: DeRozan and two first for Bones Highland. Right. Give it, wow. Put it down on the
2: books right now.
1: No, it's so, so the Bulls have flat out said that they need like some sort of crazy, like, you're gonna you're gonna have to offer everything in the sink for Alex Caruso, which is hilarious to me. Yeah, like, why? I, like, like Dude, I, they I, love like, they I, love Caruso.
2: Caruso is gonna change the franchise. That's what he yeah, does.
1: Yeah. <laughs> the problem, Ben. The problem, Ben. He's gonna change the franchise if you pair him with Lonzo Ball. Yeah. Right. So, but that happened for, like, 10 games. Yeah. And it yep. beautiful. Yep. It was a beautiful time. We'll always yep. remember Lonzo it. had
3: 30 on the Lakers and beat them, and they was looking like, damn, this is – and now he hasn't played in a year.
1: Yeah, and, and and you look at that. This is a Bulls move, though. I can see them making a move for for this guy. They're obviously not going to trade Caruso. I'd
2: be like Kobe White. Obviously. Obviously, obviously I'm not moving Caruso. obviously no they're not i never i i know that you think
1: that's funny man but like they no it's true the lakers were like that too for a little bit like it they the nba loves this guy like seriously so so jamal jamal collier of espn said the bulls are listening to trade offers for alex caruso the bulls signed Caruso to a four-year, thirty-seven million dollar deal during the twenty-one offseason, Chicago would likely have to be blown away by a deal to trade Caruso. Caruso (laughs) is one of the best perimeter defenders in the NBA.
3: That's where Katie. That's where going. The Nets are going to trade him for Caruso, straight up. Straight up.
1: (laughs) So there was there was one trade that I've seen floated around on a lot of message boards and talked about in some podcasts, and this is one like. Alex Caruso is great. If he is in a playoff situation, he is a absolutely great glue guy. And I love what he brings. However, he's not bringing the bulls anything right now because the bulls aren't going anywhere. Cause they're the worst organization in professional <laughs> basketball. Well, he's However, been in and
2: out of the lineup too. Like he's been hurt yeah, off and on yeah, all and year. Yeah,
1: and he's, and he's, and he's also made a glass. So he doesn't play all the time. Imagine yeah. if the Lakers
0: but, just offered him a couple extra million dollars.
1: I know. I know he could still be there. He could be their starting point guard right now. It'd be great. But one team that I've heard that has been floated quite a bit is the Golden State Warriors for Caruso, and finally, Dude. maybe, maybe, maybe,
0: maybe. And then Steph straight deciding.
1: up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but you know what he
0: gives Golden State. Plays he gives, in the off the He gives them now. a Gary Payton the second. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, yeah, exactly, absolutely. Yeah, they, they don't
1: have that. So, is it is it time for the Golden State Warriors to part? With one of their young players like James Wiseman, do they go ahead, and swallow their pride, and say, We're done with this experiment? It's been three friggin' years, let's move on. We are wasting another year of, of mm. Steph's prime right now. I mean, and Steph's oh. gonna be out for a while. They're saying, we'll get How past the
2: All Star breaks it? what they said. If I'm the, the
3: Bulls, if I'm the Bulls, I would be ecstatic over that trade if that happened. Yep. Like, I know he hasn't been great, but I don't like. This guy was the no. number one player in high school, the number two pick in the draft. And this was literally just. It, it two just seems years like, it and seems just like he has a confidence
0: yet. issue right now. I don't, yeah. don't think it's anything other than his confidence.
3: Like, so well, I, so I agree too, with you. This dude perfect, go perfect
0: example, Sean. Perfect example. Who was in the All Star game this year from the Utah Jazz? He just needed a change of scenery. Literally. Just, well, I was going to say mouth. that
2: too. Like
0: Bo Bo, like Bo Bo sat the bench <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: that whole time, and now he's down there getting buckets. So, I mean, if yeah, I'm a the Bulls and scenario. I could pull
3: that off, I would be ecstatic. If I, I could get James Wiseman for Caruso. Here,
1: here's the thing, guys. People leaving Chicago end up having better careers. They don't come to Chicago to make a better career. It never happens. <laughs> hey, <laughs> it happened for DeRozan. Never happens. He's okay. had the best years of his no, career. No, he, had, he had a rebound year. He had a rebound. James Wiseman like I I don't like putting him in with, Levine with Levine this team that's yep. true he wasn't an all-star before that's true well Levine was was really good for the Timberwolves the year yeah. that he got hurt he was he, he was, was on his way up so that was that was I thought it was that already was a happening. fair trade at the time. Yeah, but seeing Laurie Mark and go out to Utah and get voted into the All Star game just just rubs me the wrong way. And he's having a hell of a <laughs> season. It's, he's I just mean, like, it's, I'm so butthurt about that. You have but no he idea, wasn't even guys.
0: playing good in Cleveland either. No, 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 no it was not. What That's what was the
3: year when they thought he was going to be? I think his second year he had a really good season for the Bulls, right? And they were thinking he was going to be a star, and then it went downhill from that. And then, I mean, just
0: he said he what the hell get, happened this he year? He just needed to get in that <laughs> thin air, baby. He just needed that thin air so he could he could yeah. fly through.
2: Utah's more like his native country. He felt comfortable. Right? Yeah. That's where he was. He's like, this, this is more like it.
1: <laughs> so, with that being said, with all of the guys that we've talked about, um, are there any big names, any all-stars that – some some blockbusters that we're not talking about. I mean, we're talking about the obvious stuff, the Alex Caruso's, the Bones Highlands of the world. The OG I have one I more
0: OG. OG to the Pelicans. Um, I okay. feel like I feel like the Pelicans and the Grizzlies would get in a bidding war over him. Um, being that they're I guess you would would you really call them rivals? I mean, they're kind of down there by each other a little bit. Not really, but they are. Yeah. Um I, I feel like OG fits the Pelicans. They need something. I mean, because Zion can't stay healthy to save his life. Um, we get, you know, 50 games a year of what could be. So, but.
1: Well, and, go
0: ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say the, the big blockbuster for me that I think could potentially happen, and I keep seeing it all over the place, and I, I don't know how true it is, but there's this small piece of me. I keep seeing people talk about Kevin Durant going to the Celtics.
3: I could see it.
0: And I'm sure Jalen Brown is part of that deal. Um, I don't
3: think I would do it though if I was the seller. I would.
0: I I, yeah. Jalen Brown
3: and Tatum are so young. Why would you break that up while they're just now entering their primes? I wouldn't do that. Yeah,
1: I wouldn't do it for the reason that I don't think that Kevin Durant wants to play there.
0: Well, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Last year, all right. So you had Jason Tatum, right? Who had an incredible year and kind of flopped in the finals. If KD is on that team instead of Jalen Brown, do they ha- at least have a chance to win the finals? Uh,
3: yeah, no, I think I they. I, I think.
0: Minus Jalen Brown plus to. KD.
3: Yeah.
2: Well, yeah, yeah, I, I think yeah. so. Yeah, absolutely. So you're we all saying don't do the don't
0: deal. yeah, I'm, I'm saying, like saying don't do the, the deal
2: because Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are so much better this year than they were last year.
0: Remember they're still so so
3: young. They're still so young. All the Lakers
0: and the Celtics care about is being one up on each other when it comes to titles. So if the Celtics could have got a title last year and said, hey, can we work out this deal to get KD? We're going to move Jalen Brown. Like, do you do that? uh, I wouldn't do it.
2: I am going to say, dude. What's what's Tatum like 25 and Brown's like 25, 26? Like I think Tatum's 24 uh, and Brown's 25 or something like that. Yeah, oh, like, yeah. Some, like dude, just so you young. got you got the possibility of like being a like being just incredible for so many years if you do it the right way. KD, yeah. like you know, I, I mean, KD's going to play for a while, but yeah, man. He's just
3: a roller coaster, too, of, like, drama and, like, him in Boston, too. I
2: can't – he would get into it yeah. with his fans so much. Between the fans and the media, like – Dave yeah, Portley courtside chirping him that
3: <laughs> <be>. <laughs> hey, uh,
0: John, Jonathan Lucas wrote down here, it says, I see a lot of KD or Bradley Bill to the heat. Which one do you think is more likely to happen? Ooh. Um. I, I actually uh, think I just read where the Wizards don't want to move Bradley Bill um, yeah. or, or Kuzma. Yeah. So I think KD would probably be but the That's another player. thing. Why?
1: Uh, uh, They've
3: that, started so- to play good. So they're probably like, oh yeah, we can win the chip with Kuzma, so, as our second best
1: player. So, <laughs> no. Here, here, here's the one thing about, about the Washington Wizards, Jonathan Lucas. They will never trade Bradley Beal. No. <laughs> like it's just yep. never going to happen. For some yep. reason – they just drag their feet through the sand every single year, treading water. They're just like Chicago. They are just totally cool. They being enjoy a, being mediocre. Yeah, they, they, they sure enjoy do. being mediocre.
0: They've always enjoyed being mediocre. Think about it. They're and, hyped
2: about. They're hyped about Kyle Kuzma. <laughs>
0: hey, and as we're as we're having I, this conversation, Cleveland on. one fourteen, Washington ninety one. Um, <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like
3: like, You don't think the big three of Porzingis, Kuzma, and Beal can win the title? Right. (laughs) No. No, no. no. Well Beal and Kuzma and Kuzma didn't even play. Yeah. See, yeah. that's why they lost. It would have been an easy W if they won that game,
2: yep.
1: <laughs> or if they played. They just, they just wanna, they just wanna remain mediocre. So they're like, ah, oh, let's set out our guys a couple games, you know, just yep. to, you know, tread water. Yeah, we like don't want to start do. winning too much. <laughs>
2: we no, gotta be in that no. play in. We ain't setting them high expectations. What are y'all talking about? Not a chance.
3: It's like, it's like. I don't understand why they're so, like, won't trade Bradley Beal. Because, like, I understand it with Dame, the fact that Dame wants to be there, why they wouldn't trade him if he wants to be there. Because Dame's a top 10 to 12 player. Like, yeah. that's – Bradley Beal's, like, tw- like 25th, like, right now. Like, he's, like, not yeah. a top 10 player at all. Like, Dame, I get it because that guy's, like, an actual, like, franchise player. And I feel like if he had the right pieces around him, could be the best player on a championship team. Yeah. And it's just, like, Bradley Beal can't. So I don't understand yeah. the loyalty to Beal. I get it with Dame. I don't get it with Beal.
1: Yeah. Well, mm. guys, that is our trade deadline preview. Um, we are going to be back here on Thursday. Myself and Tim will be on here to to do a roundup of all of the all of the trades that are you know hopefully going to be happening over the next couple of days. So um, it might be a, a really long show or it might be a really, really short show, depending yeah. on exactly what goes on. Who knows? It could be, we never know what the trade deadline. We I feel like we're always hoping for a lot of movement, but we might not get it. So um, all these guys here today, thank you guys for joining us and we'll see you around next time.
2: Thanks for joining us. Bye. See ya.